so just when you thought things were going to get a little easier, maybe we're getting past all the craziness, uh, it turns out we're just weeks away from yet another travesty, something that could very well lead us into uh, much darker territory. Court packing. Yeah, <laughs> you thought that might be going away, but no, it is not going away. The left is planning to rig our entire federal judiciary system by adding at least four new liberal justices to the Supreme Court which could completely destroy the constitutional rule of law this country uh, has, or at least had. Uh, who knows if we ever actually had it. Uh, the good people at uh, First Liberty Institute, which is an awesome group of people, a national nonprofit law firm, they work for you, they work for our constitutional rights and to protect them. Uh, they've been crafting a letter demanding that the Biden commission reject the whole court packing nonsense and now prominent leaders plus over 100,000 patriots just like you have joined their coalition. Franklin Graham, Ed Meese, James Dobson have joined in. Uh, organizations like the American Policy Association, Concerned Women for America, the Heritage Foundation. Please check it out. Uh, it's uh, supremecoup.com. 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 Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Had enough of Hollywood. I have. I have a response to one of these imbeciles on their... Gee, you see what's happening in Texas? It's ISIS. It's the Taliban. Oh, I, I've got a response to, to that nonsense. Coming up in 60 seconds. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. You know that... Uh, 2021 is over in four months, right? Oh, man. Say it with me. Oh, I can't wait until 2020. 2022 is going to be so much better. No, it's not. No, it's not. I I curse all of those people who, oh, I can't wait till this year is over. 2021 is going to be better. No, it wasn't. It's four months away. Think how crazy things have gotten so quickly. Well, last week, the founder of Mobus Capital Partners, Mark Mobus, said explicitly that Americans right now should have 10% of their overall portfolio in physical gold. He said the global currency devaluation is going to be quite significant over the next year. Okay, I don't, I don't know. I'm bad on timing, but I've been saying, this is coming. What stands up to currency devaluation? Anything that's not paper. Gold, not the digital dollar, physical gold. Now, maybe, maybe Bitcoin, but now they're saying, well, we got to regulate Bitcoin because they're coming out with a digital dollar. Gold, you got to have to, you have to do what's right for you and your family. But please, I'm urging you, have a plan. Have enough insurance to cover your portfolio when the fallout from the Biden administration starts hitting the fan. Gold line, call them, talk to them, please. Right for my family it may not be right for you, but you're smart enough to figure it out. Get all the information. Don't buy today. Call them today. Find out about their weekly special and the extremely popular $5 gold Indian coins. 
Due to overwhelming interest, Goldline is extending their special on these coins and giving you a free silver Maple Flex bar and a free one-ounce silver Goldline branded bar with each tube of Indian coins you purchase. They're standing by to take your call now, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. Chris Omera Vignaraja. Did I get that even close, Chris? Did I get that even close? You did. I'm impressed. Okay. Well, that's what people say. I'm good with names. Anyway, um, that is, uh, that's Irish, obviously, right? Uh, yeah. So this is, I guess, kind of uh, America um, in a name. Uh, my husband, Colin Patrick O'Mara, nice Irish Catholic, right. is uh, where the O'Mara part comes from. Okay. And Vignaraja? Yeah. So um, so my family's from Sri Lanka. Uh, oh, okay. came here when I was nine months old. Yep. Because you know, I was just over in—I uh, was just over in—I don't even remember Dublin or someplace in Ireland in the middle of the night, and the just the word bathroom was spelled with J's and G's and N's and A's, and I had no idea how to pronounce it. I anyway, that's a different story. Um, uh, I wanted to thank you for everything that you guys are doing. You're the president and CEO of the Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Service, uh, and you are part of uh, the group of people that are actually just helping Afghan refugees with supplies and resettling. I wanted to get an update from you on everything that you guys are doing and how we can help. I appreciate it. Yeah, we've never seen anything like it in terms of the outpouring. Um, clearly, the American people uh, have, have been eager um, to help. And, you know, we've seen it in the bipartisan support. We've seen it in this tremendous outpouring of support in the last several days. We have 45,000 volunteers, um, everything from veterans who served in Afghanistan to church groups. Um, I'm here at our headquarters, and we have floors just brimming with diapers, uh, school supplies, supplies um, in the hopes of helping uh, families as they resettle um, here in the U.S. Um, now, you're, you're, um, you're working on um, the resettlement. Are you working on things like uh, English classes and cultural orientation and things like that to help these people? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we want to set these families up for success. And so Good it's everything from, you know, um, finding volunteers to drive families to English as a second language classes, cultural orientation, so they have a sense of kind of what life will be, um, to making sure that we can help enroll the kids in, in public schools, um, to even working with employers. Uh, you know, so many of the, the interpreters, the drivers, they've already worked alongside uh, U.S. Um, troops or in the embassy, so they have a sense of kind of what it is like to be in an American workplace or to work alongside Americans, and they're so excited. They're driven to, to help and work and succeed. How many are here right now that you're working with? Yeah, so we know um, that there are about, uh, so, so 41,000 Afghan evacuees are being housed at eight military sites across the U.S. Um, as of last night. Um, we are still kind of, the, the U.S. government's processing um, these families who are at different bases. I was at Fort Lee a few weeks ago, um, so was helping with the legal paperwork, um, helping, you know, uh, there were medical checks happening at the military bases. And then we expect that uh, families will move to their final destination 
um, in in the coming weeks. So uh, help me out on on this. So many um, people uh, are they they'll forget the the transition period and they just think we got to get these people out. And a lot of times people are just dumped at an airport in a foreign country. And we've been thinking a lot about these these refugees that we've been over working with and saving that I can't imagine what it's like to be in Afghanistan one day. Um, and this doesn't really apply to those who are, you know, that are SIVs or people that have worked as translators, et cetera, et cetera. But it does for those who got out because they were marked for death because they're a woman or they're uh, uh, Christian or or whatever it is. Um, they were in Afghanistan one day and then brought to a country they may not even know about um, if it's not America and uh, some country where they don't speak the language, the culture or anything. How important is it is it for the community to rally around these people? Yeah, it's critical. And honestly, we've seen this um, before, right? I, I can tell you how many uh, people come up to me and say, my family sponsored uh, or my church sponsored a Vietnamese refugee family. Um, and some of the challenges are challenges that Americans that we can relate to, um, like the affordable housing crisis, right? The difference is that by contrast to us, where we still have a roof over our heads, and so we can kind of navigate when we can buy, um, or we have a nest egg that we can tap into, these families don't, right? The only home they may have ever known here in the U.S. is a military base. And so we're trying to help them navigate some of those challenges. We've really appreciated some of the even corporate um, support we've gotten from like Airbnb. Uh, so many um, people of faith and otherwise have volunteered and given up their, their homes or an empty apartment that they may have. And then some of the challenges are things that we can't even fathom in terms of, as you described it, right, the trauma of uh, a woman who feared being married off to a Taliban militant and who had no choice but to leave the only home she's ever known. Um, and so our hope is that we can provide some of the, the medical care, the mental health services um, that so many of these young women, families, children, you know, we're seeing some children who don't have parents or they were separated um, come in and, and they don't know anything. Um, so that's kind of the challenges that we're going to be facing and supporting in the weeks to come. And it really is because of the community-based support that we feel like we can take this on. Chris, thank you so much uh, for all of all of the work you guys are doing. Again, you can uh, go to their website, lirs.org. Um, it is the Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Service, and she is the president and CEO. Is there anything in particular we can do to help you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I will say that because the situation is so fluid that um, cast cash donations are hugely helpful because they give us the flexibility, whether it is a medical appointment that we can pay for or housing. Some of the landlords are asking for six months of advanced rent. Um, So, you know, if if folks have, uh, you know, the funds that they might be able to donate anything, that's hugely helpful. And then otherwise, please volunteer. Um, You know, we need people to help set up apartments, um, to pick up these families from the airport, to drive them to the English as a second language classes, those sorts of things. But really, we're, we're so grateful for the ability to explain who we are and how we do this work and how it's such a core value, whether it's a matter of faith or who we are as a nation. Yeah, thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate it. 
Thank you. Thanks for um, again, the website is lirs.org. Um, I know a little bit about Krish, and I, I don't think that we agree probably on very much. And what's great is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, this is the one thing that is bringing people of all walks of life together. We all know there's something about... Uh, honor that is built into all of us i think and and maybe it's being lost in other generations i hope not but there is something that we know as americans we don't leave people behind we just don't do that uh and we have and i think that's what has people who are republican democrat independents all feeling this is wrong is because we don't do this. It's just not who we are. And the nice thing about this, as the stories are being told, and I, I so want to highlight all of the other groups that are helping. I, I just happen to have a microphone. That's the reason why the Nazarene Fund raised as much as it did, because you are there. These, these groups don't have a big audience and they struggle for every dime and every volunteer and uh, they're doing some great work. And I, I really want you to know all of the people that we can possibly feature uh, and what they do to help. Because somebody said to me, some, somebody said to me the other day, um, you know, it's really a, a miracle what's going on and how much money you raised. And I said, it wasn't me. It was the audience. We all have our own role. And I want you to understand this clearly. And I don't say this. I mean, look, people will always say, and Stu, I think you'll agree with me. My best trait is my humility. I am, <laughs> I am more humble than anybody else I know. And mm-hmm. I think that's what, I think that's what makes me so great is my humility. Wouldn't you say? Uh, incredibly, incredibly accurate. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I am striving to be more humble in my life, but that's not why I say how important other people are. I say this because when I was with Billy Graham and I asked him, where are, where is the, there's the next Lincoln? Where's the next Washington? He said a mosaic was going to happen. And it is happening. And it, the secret is, I just told this to somebody just the other day on some other project, because I've learned this over time. The secret is to not be overwhelmed with the whole picture. It's to, it's to put into perspective what you're supposed to do. And I've had a really tough couple of weeks and I had a tough, uh, a tough 10 years, you know, 10 years uh, in the past where I was taking on too much of the world's problems. It's not my job. My job is to do what I can do. And what I can do is tell you and to connect you to other people. I can warn you, but I can't solve it. 
And so I came to you and I did my job. And then you did your job by giving. And I know because I saw the letters, I saw the emails, I saw the remarks that people were taking from phone calls. I wish I could do more. I wish I could do more. I know. So do I. So do I. Believe me. But that's not our job. Our job is to do what we can do. And when each of us fall into place and do and don't look at the big picture. It's kind of like when you're, I guess, if you're tightrope walking, don't look down. (laughs) Don't look down. Just keep looking straight. You know that wire is there. You know how to walk it. Just do that. You look down. You look at the big picture of where you are. You're going to fall. It's not going to work. Just do what you're supposed to do. If that's volunteering, you know, as we were talking to Krish, you know, she said, you know, people need, we need people to drive them to their English only classes. We've seen this because we have set this system up uh, with the Australian government years ago um, for the Syrian refugees. And it works. It works. That community works. The, the, the Australians know how to do it. And people are going to their, Eng- to their English classes. They're going to the classes on what Australia really is. I guess learn how to be a convict in the very beginning or so. I don't know. But uh, anyway, they learn about the cultural heritage and it works. But don't just be a volunteer. If you want to volunteer for something like this, where there's some of these immigrants that are coming in through the United States government, um, please don't just volunteer. Be their friend. Just be their friend. They don't have any anymore. They have family members, but they have no friends. They don't need a driver. They need a friend. More in a second. Let me tell you about Built Bar. If you didn't already know, here's how most protein bars help you lose weight. They taste like foam rubber dipped in chemicals. Mmm. And then when you take a bite, you're like, I can't eat another bite of this. Not one. Not one. Now, you'll lose weight because you're not going to be able to eat anything. Snack time? No, thank you. Thankfully, that's not how Built Bars work. Because the makers of Built Bar understand that flavor has to come first and the healthy stuff comes second. That's how they built Built Bars to help you get healthier. Built Bar, in addition to be made with real chocolate, they're low in calorie, low carbs, high protein, and high fiber. They have nine amazing flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor. Get a mix box. You can try two of each of the nine flavors. They have a new URL now. It's super easy to remember. It's just built.com. That's built.com. Use the promo code BEC15 and you get 15% off your next order. Your mouth is going to thank me, which is much better than any other orifice thanking me, I guess. Built.com. Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. 10 seconds station ID. Uh, so I uh, I went to my son's first football game. Oh yeah, yeah. How? When did he learn football? Mm, 
Because mm, I probably can I speak in the future? <laughs> so he went to try out to be football and God bless he him. He went to try out to be football, to, to be on the football, to be team. football, to be on the football. This team. is how Shut I knew up. he didn't know football because yeah, you're I his got dad. It, I got it. I got it. He went so. he went out to to try yeah, got, out got, to got, be got football. It, got it. I got it. How, so, what else happens oh, in the story? Boy. So <laughs> mm, he can't really catch. Because okay. well, dad and son have never played, mm-hmm. you know, catch out. Because dad can't throw or catch. I've seen this from you. Uh, shut up. Mm-hmm. You're wrecking the tenderness of this story. <laughs> so uh, he goes and he tries out. And uh, he comes back and the coach puts his arm around him and said, Rafe, have you ever seen this game played? <laughs> 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 and he said... Sir, no, we actually, we do watch it once a year uh, for the Super Bowl, but mainly for the commercials. And he said, Mm. okay, all right. You still want to be on the team? He's like, yes, sir, I do. Why does he want to be on the team? I don't know. I I don't know. I think he just, I don't know. But he's now watching football, trying to learn, trying to learn the game. Um, But uh, uh, he, um, he's not. He's not quite ready yet to uh, hey. actually go out on the field. Yeah, I don't think um, jumping into a high school Texas football is necessarily yeah. how you want to begin. Well, the coach knowledge. can't let him go because he was like, coach. I mean, he's he's tried out for everything, and the and the coach is like, okay, not that one. Okay, not that one. And mm-hmm. he's like, let me on. I don't even know what it is. Let me on the line so I can take the, on li- the, I, the I, linebackers. No. I don't know. I don't. I know. don't know that he was on. He was on. He's the size of a Texas football high schooler lineman or linebacker. Honestly, he's he's not. Okay. Yeah, he's not. Forget the skill level. He's he's, he's not, not the size, size that would be yeah, appropriate. Yeah. I don't think for that. Position. Right. And uh, and so they were at practice. Or rehearsal, whichever it is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, they were they were at practice, and he was there, and the coach is like, "You're going to get killed, Rafe," <laughs> and he's like, "No, I can do it, coach." Every time, he keeps getting just hammered by these guys, and uh, you mean he doesn't he doesn't hold them back for a second, and he's laying on the ground, and each time he's like, "I got it this time, coach. Please, I got it this time." Over and over oh, and great. over again, he just refuses to give up, and the coach is like. Uh, all right. So the first game, he went on a kick, mm-hmm, and okay. he just had to run down the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the play he played. You nice. just, just get in there and run that way. That way, Rafe. <laughs> run that way. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Way well, in the past when you've switched mobile companies, because, you know, we've all done it at some point or another. Uh, what was it that got you to make the switch? Was it because you were going to save a ton of money? Was it because it had better service? What was it? Probably wasn't because I believe in this company that I'm switching to. And if you did believe in it, then you must, you must be for abortion. I guess if you have Verizon, you're cause you know, they're giving the money to Planned Parenthood and boy, they're all over Texas now. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. I don't say that in every commercial because it's important to me to know their values. Um, but it, it, it that usually is coupled with, and so it's not quite as good. It is. They have special discounts. They can. Uh, you're going to save a buttload of money. 
they have the best, rated by the customers, the best customer service out of all of them. They have the same great coverage. What are you waiting for? Save money now. PatriotMobile.com slash back. 972-PATRIOT. Well, before you get to go out today and try out to be football, uh, make sure you subscribe to Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Sure. <laughs> Promo code is Glenn. I can't tell you how many how many conservatives I know that are growing a mane and hooves. Uh, yes. Because of iver, 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 ivermectin. ivermectin. Mm-hmm. Well, there's it's a lot of worms. A lot uh, of worms. But the worm, worms. there's a worm genocide going on yeah, in this country because oh of gosh. ivermectin. People are just going to the vet. Yeah. They'll do anything. Yeah, anything. They'll go to the vet. And as we know, uh, I think it was Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Poison yes. control. 70% of all the calls. Uh, were about ivermectin. Incredible. Oh, incredible. Well, it was a little lower than oh, I, I'm sorry, I meant not credible. Not incredible. Oh, okay. not, not credible. credible. Yeah, yeah, that's what it I was meant. 2% of the calls. <laughs> two. But that's, not 70. That's close. No, I it's mean, really not. If you think no, it's two not. and 70, they're both numbers. If you're thinking on a scale of one to a billion, yes. <laughs> two and 70 would be very close. Right. Uh, right. In the grand you're thinking scheme one to a hundred, not so close. Not so close. No, not yeah. that close. Not that, that it close. is amazing. And the, and the left, of course, was all, all over this. Over These all dumb over. hicks in Mississippi calling the, uh, the hospital. I had my horse dewormer and oh, and they won't, you know, and now I'm dying and I, I have to come to the hospital. And, and I love that attitude, by the way. This is something that has really been bothering me lately, which is like there is this thing. There's a whole genre of media right now mm-hmm. which is dedicated to finding people who have said something skeptical of a vaccine and then let them die and then like oh look they're dying ha 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 mm-hmm. they tried it basically love that. with uh joe rogan uh, so what jesus would do yeah i will say the opposite is also as offensive which yeah. also happens people who are like well i don't like the vaccines and therefore i'm going to laugh at this person who got vaccinated and is now sick all of that is awful you're just that's just doing life wrong you shouldn't be rooting for people to get sick to make your political points. Is that something we need to say in, in, in uh, 2021? It didn't used to I, be. It didn't used to be. But uh, the media loves these stories. Oh, they, I know they love do. them. I know. And uh, the ivermectin thing has been a big topic of discussion uh, recently. And it's taken, it's, it's a great example of like what is wrong with the media right now. This one story, as you point out, 70% of calls supposedly coming in in Mississippi about poison control and it's actually 2% mm-hmm. uh, is just one small part of this narrative, which is the, the mainstream media has adopted this view that ivermectin is a horse dewormer, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it is. It's just, but it's used for multiple purposes. No. Right? So just like, worms and horses. Right. Like, I think it. it was the Babylon Bee who say like, you know, Democrats are going to stop drinking water because horses also drink water. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, it does work for uh, on livestock and horses, but it's also prescribed a lot as an anti-parasitical me- medication for, for humans. Now, there is a, the risk that's actually real here. If you don't pay close enough attention, if you think ivermectin is just going to solve all your problems, you know, you might not do other things that might be better against COVID. That's one concern. But more of a concern is you see ivermectin and you take 
the horse dose instead of the real person dose. But see, which th- I don't that believe. Would. I don't yeah. believe in uh, evolution. But the left does. <laughs> they should. They should just yeah. say that's part right. of natural selection. Right. If you are looking and going like, that's a big horse pill. Oh well, I'll swallow yeah. it. Yeah. No, it's no. made for the horse. Right. You weigh a little less. Not, Not everybody. True. Not always true. Yeah. <laughs> case by case basis. Mm-hmm. You weigh less than the big horse. Yes. So, yes, you should not take the thousand pound animal dose of ivermectin now look obviously what you should do is talk to your doctor and if they're going they're not going to i promise you your doctor is not going to prescribe the horse dose just talk to your doctor and if they think that's right for you they know your personal history better than than any msnbc contributor Mm -hmm. so they can help you walk you through what they think is right for you in this particular circumstance maybe they will say it's ivermectin but i guarantee you they will not be going to the live the livestock feed supply store to purchase it that's not how that works can i can i just may i just point this out uh this shows how elite people are oh my gosh they'd go to a horse doctor (laughs) okay yeah all right all right i get Mm -hmm. it however uh, I live out in the middle of nowhere when it comes to, uh, you know, our Idaho place. Mm-hmm. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Right. Now, there's lots of vets. Lots. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to go an hour away to another town to be able to go, you know, to go see a doctor, you know, at a hospital. Uh, and uh, I have to tell you, I, we've had somebody who had he was working. um uh, on these logs that we have at our entrance and he was putting a bolt into them and the he it cut the the um, uh, drill caught it spun around and it hit him in the head and it sliced his forehead wide open now i wasn't there nobody was there except him so i come back hours later he's still working on the log but now i see him and he's got a huge white bandage all over his head Mm -hmm. okay and blood going through the bandage sure and i uh, stopped the car and i'm like hey uh the gate looks nice and everything but i don't remember you having that bandage when i left this morning what what happened and he said, oh, I had to have, I don't remember, 21 stitches. And I'm like, what What happened? He told me. And, and I said, uh, are you okay? Did, <laughs> should, did you go to the hospital? He said, I did not. I'm not going to drive all the way to the hospital. He said, I went to the vet. He's right down the street. He sewed me up. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I don't know if the vet is the one to ask if you should go right back to work or not. Hmm. Uh, maybe we should talk to a doctor. He's like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm going back to work. Okay. Tanya and I were like, oh, my gosh. We, we would have been sued if we lived in New York. There would have been all kinds of state paperwork that would have had to be filled out. He would have said, uh, my union says that I can't work for the next six months. I mean, there are people that live in the middle of nowhere that just have a different kind of work ethic and a different kind of, you know, mm-hmm. I know you don't know important things about people, but that's a people drug, right? right. And that that's a horse drug, too. Yeah. All right. Can I take that? Is it the same thing? 
well, yes, but I wouldn't give you the same dose. Right. I mean, that happens. Yeah, I, mean, I guess. I mean, like, I have seen uh, livestock feed stores. We're in Texas, so you see these places everywhere. And I've seen several of them advertising in, on big signs that they have ivermectin. Uh, ivermectin, and I, I don't, I've, I don't know if there's a huge worm situation going on right now with animals. Maybe it's just a really popular thing to buy for your horse right now. I suspect, however. That there are people who are actually buying this stuff, or why would they be advertising it out in front of their store, right? Like, I don't know why all of a sudden this particular drug in horse doses would be prominent. So, I mean, I think there are, at least there's some, uh, and you know how much I love my capitalism, there's some capitalism here going on where people are saying, you know, maybe... Let's just alert people that, 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 that this stuff is in here right now. I can get that mm-hmm. for the price you charge me for a horse so i'm getting like a bucket of it <laughs> and uh but yeah, or i could go to the hospital and they will charge my insurance company right a uh, bucket of money for a little bit of it i think in situations like this sometimes people get a little you know they, it's like when all the water clears out before a storm you know people might be going to stock up on things they might not necessarily need but again ivermectin is a drug that the cdc recommends that all refugees coming to our country take from Middle Eastern countries, Asian countries, North African countries, Latin American countries, and Caribbean countries. Now, you think about we are in the middle of importing thousands of refugees, many of them fantastic people that helped our military in Afghanistan, but the CDC is actually recommending with no symptoms of any disease that they take ivermectin for a couple of days before they come here. And then the media acts as if it's only a horse dewormer. It is. I got news for you. It's got. They don't. They don't believe this. If I can just say I'm a woman and everybody has to say I'm a woman. Why can't I take a horse dose of ivermectin? Right. And everybody has to say, well, today he's a horse. Today's a (laughs) horse. I mean, I just don't understand the problem. <laughs> David versus Goliath. Let's talk about for Goliath here for a minute. You and I both know Hollywood is not your friend, nor your family's friend. It's not your children's friend. It's pretty obvious. No matter how good the story is, the story usually goes awry at some point. And you're like, okay, come on. What? Let me tell you about a service called VidAngel. VidAngel gives you control over the content in your home, and that means protecting your home and your family from the crap Hollywood tries to shoehorn into its entertainment. Basically, you set the filters for exactly what you want to see or don't want to see in your home. VidAngel works with most movies and TV on Amazon Prime and Netflix. Netflix, It has filters for 2,500 movies, 12,000 TV shows. New ones are coming out every single week. It's VidAngel, VidAngelBeck.com. They want you to try it for one month for just a buck. They are so convinced, and so am I, that you are going to like it this much that you'll be like, I can't live without this now because you set the parameters on what your family is eating. That which you gaze upon, you become. It's Beck1, the promo code, VidAngelBeck.com, Vid angelbeck.com the glenn beck program i really can't take this story 
for so many reasons. A pregnant woman named Nasira, a California native, flew to Afghanistan in June to visit her family and get married. As of September, she remained one of the estimated 100 to 200 Americans left behind. So why would I have a problem with that story? 100 to 200 Americans left behind? We have... You don't want to say numbers. We have a lot of those people then on one airplane ready to get out. There are so many more than that. Anyway, she said, now that the U.S. military is gone, the Taliban is hunting Americans, she told the Voice of America. I think to myself, am I going to even make it home? And I got, am I going to end up living here? Am I going to end up dying here? What's going to happen? Apparently, the Taliban is going door to door trying to see if anyone has a blue passport, she said. They're going door to door. Last week, Daryl uh, Issa of uh, California, who's been working to rescue Americans remaining in Afghanistan, said during an appearance on Fox News, that she had been kicked in the stomach by Taliban fighters. Anyone who says these people aren't stranded is wrong. There are so many people that are um, remaining, and you're 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 going to start hearing about some of the rescues uh, that those who. Uh, let me just say, you're going to start hearing about some high-profile rescues. And um, and that's good. That's good. I'm glad. The problem is, what about all of the people who are not high-profile? There's just a 25-year-old girl from California. Where, where, is, where is the team excited to get her out? I will tell you there's a few of them. The Nazarene Fund is one of them. Uh, And if we knew where she was, um, we would be trying to help. I mean, if we weren't so busy just boycotting all those abortion clinics. I mean, we can't do anything here in Texas. We are so full of hate. We're just... When's your time to go boycott the abortion clinic today? Call the people going in there just murderers. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, Well, I do boycott abortion clinics. That is something that I actually... Yeah. The one, so the one, one thing, you yeah, know, that is one. Really yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, it's not really a boycott, just kind of a rule of thumb. I'm not doing business in there. Yeah. Not a lot to do in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sadly, they don't have a lot of other services, even though they say they do, which is interesting. Well, how I hard get my they fight for this one. Particular. I get my breast exam. You do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How, how are they doing? Still as perky as ever? They're perky. Okay, getting bigger great. and bigger. That's good to hear. Which is nice. Uh, I thought maybe there was a growth in one, but no. Huh? No. <laughs> nope. It's just fat. <laughs> it's growing. Just, yeah, it so you were kind of partially yeah, right. Yeah, so thank yeah. you. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm. it's interesting to see. I, you know, I kind of mentioned this a little earlier, but it's, it is fascinating to see the difference in reaction between uh, the, let's just say it's a complete ban of, of abortion in Texas, which it's not. But even if it were, what you'd be requiring is a, an hour or two drive, depending on where you are in Texas, maybe an hour flight uh, to go to another state that has the laws that you want. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, it would be cheered on. In fact, mm-hmm. I guarantee there are organizations paying for people to do this oh, yeah, right now and are doing it in the old times when, because mm-hmm. uh, New Mexico's got mm-hmm. much more liberal laws on abortion sure. than Texas does. And there's sure. states like that all over the country. And the rest of them, you're just going to have to get in some back alley. That's, yeah, it, it, that's it, what you're just going to have to yeah. do, I guess. Okay. We have more left leaning mm-hmm. abortion laws than almost all uh, of Europe. I want you to know. Maine, that's quite a statement, too. It is. Um, Maine is now trying to codify infanticide. They want full two-term abortions, and they're trying to codify that. Oh, two. Okay, no, I, I see what you're saying. You're saying all the way to birth. To birth. All the way to birth. Uh, and, um, yeah, I mean... Mm. You know, maybe we should buy, uh, maybe we should boycott Maine. <sighs> Look at we, we're saying you can have an abortion, but once the heartbeat starts, we deem it as a child. So do it before you can detect the heartbeat. They're saying, uh, by the way, we can kill it even when it's halfway out of the mother. And we see it's a baby and a viable baby. We can kill it. Which one is the extremist? Honestly, which one is the extremist?